fine. We're totally cool with that. There you go. Yeah. Go. Go. You go. I, I go? Yeah. Um, you're Action. listening to The Dollop on the All Things Comedy Network. Uh, this is an American History Podcast. Each week, I, boat rider. When were you on a boat last? <laughs> Carrot eater. What is going on already? Bathroom rug owner, Dave Anthony. Oh, my God. Reads a story from American history to his friend. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. You know what's funny? is I, I remember a, I was on a boat um, <laughs> maybe like three months ago. So I don't know if that's an active thing. I remember one time when we did a live show, and afterwards we went and we got a bite with a buddy of yours, and we were talking about the bit where you say all the things, and I was like, it had a good run, and I was being genuine. I was like, we had a good run with it. That was a year ago. And you were just looking at me like not, you know, not going like, yeah, I think it's almost over. Yeah. You were definitely like silent, just sort of being like, yeah. Uh, all right. Remote control user. Yeah. And called it, quote, his jam pad. Jam pad? I'm the fucking hippo guy. Dave, okay. My name's Gary. <laughs> My name's Gary. Wait. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tiggly Podcast. Okay. This is like Adam. On a five-part coefficient. <laughs> Now hit him with the puppy. You both present sick arguments. <laughs> no sleep tell hippo. No sleep tell hippo. Uh, action part. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. No. Rhoda. Rhoda in the court. Thanks for bathing today. What's your deal? I'm just not used to it. What is it? Why do you have this? Why do you perpetuate these rumors? I'm very clean. 1765! Okay. <laughs> You're like a town crier now. I had to lean back. Yeah, you deep one. off mic. Lean back. Respectful of the ears off. of the listeners. You're deep off mic. What's your deal? <laughs> Andrew and Elizabeth Jackson arrived from Ireland in Amer- into America. Oh, the sweet, tempting. sweet country of America. They were very poor. Very poor. This'll never go poorly. Oh, shit. We left the potatoes. Um... They lived in Waxhaw Settlement, named after the Waxhaw Tribe. Sure. Um, the settlement is along the north and south, north South Carolina border, kind of right there. Straddles that bad boy. Okay. After two years, though, Andrew died. Jeez. Uh, well, he tried to lift up a log, and he hurt himself, and he got sick, and he, he died. He died from lifting up a log. I mean, we really are in charm times. It was, <laughs> it was harder. If you, it, lifting up a log, which yeah. is something you had to do. Yeah, yeah, you had to lift up a log. Potentially. No, you, everyone had to, unless you were rich, you had to lift up the log. There was and no one not lifting logs. Man. Yeah, that was it. Uh, at the funeral, his neighbors got... Was sh- someone a pallbearer and like, Ah, my back! You'll see. Oh, no. At the funeral, his neighbors got shit-faced and put his coffin on a mule-drawn sled. Sure. Right? Sure. And when the sled arrived at the cemetery, everyone realized the coffin was gone. So mm. they had to retrace their sled steps. So the wild sledding didn't get the body there? No, the Weird. coffin snagged on a branch of a tree and they had to... Well, Dave, I, I mean, it, certainly crazy that branches were involved. I'm just I mean, saying... Yeah. I'm just saying sometimes my Irish people are stereotypical. Yeah. Yeah. Elizabeth uh, and the that's boys... That's a lot of wishful thinking. So there are two boys, right? Uh, Elizabeth and the boys moved in with uh, her sister and brother-in-law in under a month on March 15th. 1767, Andrew Jackson was born. Oh, no. Hmm? Oh, boy. You know that name? Yeah, Old old Cher- uh, old Cherokee? Yeah, sure. What is he? Definitely not Old what Cherokee. He? No, he's old, no, Definitely yeah. Definitely no. 100% not Old Cherokee. <laughs> yeah, angry at Cherokee. 
He uh, lived with what his... What was he? Old Hickory. Old Hickory, yeah. That's it. He lived with his mom, aunt, and Loser. Uncle. Yeah. That's right. How old is he? Right now, he's yeah. a baby. Uh, loser. Okay, I don't know why. Come on, get out of the house, you loser. He just got born. Get a job, you dumbass. Jesus Christ. Come on, old Cherokee. He lived with his mom, his aunt, uncle, uh, for the first 10 to 12 years of his life. <sighs> his aunt Jane was an invalid, so Andrew's mom took care of all the kids. She had three, and her sister had eight, so she took care of 11 kids. Jesus. Which is... Lots. I would just say, why didn't the log take me? Yeah, that's when you start lifting. Yeah, that's yeah. how you try, you try to kill yourself yeah. by throwing a few logs go around the back. Go and pick up a log and go, please, take me. Hurry, log. Lord. Come on, log god. Lord. And it was said to always be doing pranks and getting in trouble. Okay. A little prankster. Yeah. Uh, a slave on the farm said Andrew was treated for a disease she called the big itch. Hmm. What is? No, that's all we got. Oh, boy. Quote, there is two itches, the big itch and the little itch. The little itch ain't nothing to the big itch. The big itch breaks out all you over and do frighten a body powerful. So he's got like an, a full body rash. Yeah, it sounds like he had a bad one. Oh. Like, a, like, a, like a bleeding, scratching guy. Sure, thing. right. It was also reported that Andrew suffered from an unknown disease that caused, quote, slobbering. <laughs> okay, wait. Are we sure that he's not some sort of like wild shaved dog? No, that's him. That's... that's <laughs> Maybe some rashed up like that's our boy. Okay, so Slop. he's so he's pink with rash yeah. and slobbering. Yeah, that's our boy, slobbering Andrew. Playing pranks. Yep. Who puts a ran wrap over the outhouse it's seat? Slobbering Andrew. <laughs> I don't know if that's slobbering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah, so itchy. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> it's me, old Hickory. <laughs> I don't. Not yet. Young Hickory. Right now you're just slobbering Andy. Regular Hickory. Um, he became a bully. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he was described as, quote, self-willed, somewhat overbearing, easily offended, very irrecessible, uh, and uh, upon the whole, difficult to get along with. Okay. So we have uh, a, an enormous newborn gerbil skin tone slobbering who's tough to be around. Super hot, right? Yeah. It's a good vibe. Uh, he also enjoyed swearing and was known often to say, by God, which I guess was a swear word, but come on. Yeah, well, come on. I think we say worse. Uh, he also wasn't very interested in, in, he wasn't interested in school or reading. Okay, finally, I'm understanding yeah, this guy a little bit. Yeah, now I get this guy I'm inside the head of this 100%. guy. 100%. As her sons grew, Elizabeth taught them uh, f- to fear and hate Native Americans. Good. Good start. <laughs> Until you do that. Yeah. Uh, at the time, there were roving bands of Native Americans who attacked whites. So all the kids were taught to always be aware, to notice unusual movements in the forest and other fun child survival tactics. Right, yeah. That's fun for a kid. Yeah. And if you didn't, then you'd get, you'd get killed. Yeah. Well, you know. Which I mean, is fine. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you discover Invade. land that was already discovered. Yeah, someone already lives there. Yeah. yeah. That'll, happen. that'll happen. Well, well, well. This will be lovely. Move, you. Crack. Yeah. When Andrew was 12, his older brother went to fight in the Revolutionary War. That's the one against the British, if you don't know. That's where we tossed your people out. Listen, we're not willing. This is kind of a will we, won't we sort of deal. Chris we, kinda have, we have a real... Pick a side. That's all I'm saying. We have a real will they, won't they? Pick a it's side. real Ross Rachel. Pick a side. I've picked both sides. And I'll tell you what, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad to have a back burner. <laughs> 
Uh, he died after uh, a battle of heat and fatigue. So he fought in a so he fought, fought in a battle, and, and then afterwards he's oh. like, "I'm hot," and then, yeah. he, and then he I'm died. losing the battle of the sun. Yeah, they probably uh, forgot the the stuff called water. I would yeah, imagine. right. Well, they had meat or something. Um, so the Jacksons were Whigs and supported American independence. On May 29, seventeen eighty, three hundred militia on horseback attacked the Waxhaw settlement. Okay, they killed one hundred thirteen people and wounded one hundred fifty. Robert and Andrew helped their mother treat the wounded soldiers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Settlement was he t- still slobbering at that point? I don't know if he was slobbering anymore. I know he was probably Because if he still itchy. got like a hooch mouth, then I don't know if you want him over w- some sort of open wound or... I would imagine when he got nervous, he itched. So... Uh, it's, well, it's not what you want from the guy who's got I sutures. Want. No, it's, it's not. Blah, 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 blah. He's going to require like five stitches. The settlement was attacked twice more that year. Andrew and his family would move north when the attacks happened. Both boys wanted to enlist, but they were too young to fight. So they served as scouts and couriers. Okay. Uh, Andrew and his brother were captured by the British and taken to a prison camp in South Carolina. Okay. Their wounds were not treated because they got hit in the head and stuff when they were getting captured. Okay. Because uh, the they, they got captured kind of for mouthing off. They were being like... Jerk off. No, yeah. yeah. Uh, the food was That's bad. it. Off to jail. So they, yeah. the, they, the British had like jails around. Uh, well, was, I think it's just like a, a, it's probably, I would imagine, a fence right. with dudes inside. Oh, you, yeah. And you'll re, you reunite the families eventually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the food was bad and there was not much. So to it go was around. English food. Yeah, it was English yeah. food. <laughs> it wasn't even prison. Would you like some bangers? Well, the potatoes halfway cooked. Would you like one? <laughs> We've run out of salt. How about some sand? You put a bit That's, of sand on your tater. I'm going to go without, actually. I'm good. Look how hot the plate is. That's yes. nice, isn't it? Yes, that is nice. I'm not hungry. More broth. More uncooked courgette. I don't, I don't, can I, is there a way I can die? Is there a dying option? Well, try the beef. <laughs> Andrew was robbed of his jacket and shoes, and then uh, he got separated from his brother and cousin. Okay. And then smallpox broke out. <laughs> I feel like Andrew might have already had smallpox. It, yeah, you're right. Or something worse. What is worse? Slobbering and itching. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Andrew and his brother uh, were, started coming down with smallpox. Now, his mother, I don't know how this happened, but his mother, Elizabeth, uh, came and brokered a prisoner exchange. She talked to uh, an American captain into giving up 13 British, and then in return, she got seven prisoners. Okay. Uh, two of whom were her sons. Okay. Um, Robert was so sick, she uh, she had to walk beside the horse and hold him up. It was a 40-mile journey home, but he died before they got home. Okay. Andrew was very, very close to death. He remained an invalid for several months, but Elizabeth nursed him back to health. And she decided at that point to bring medicine and messages to a prison ship in Charleston, which is 160 miles away. So there's a, they were putting all the prisoners on a ship in Charleston. Okay. And she found out about it, and she was like, I'll bring a medicine. And she got the messages from people around the, okay, know, so around she's, the hood. Sure. Um, and then on the way back, she was, quote, seized with the ship fever and died. Jesus. Okay. So she went to the ship, and she got the ship fever. That's why you, don't go, ship to a ship. Fever. That's yeah. why you don't go to a ship. Go to a boat. And save a, little, save a shot of medicine for yourself Thank if you're you. going there near yeah. the ship. Uh, but call, you know, call, you're an active boater. I'm, bo- I'm a boatman. Yeah, a boatman. you're a boatman. Yeah. 
uh, probably, it was probably cholera, I would imagine, or oh. just one of the awesome ship diseases. Sure, yeah, yeah. She ate barnacles <laughs> or something? Yeah. yeah. She might have gotten barnacles. Yeah. She uh, has barnacles on her? Yeah. Oh, no. So Andrew now is at home alone, yeah. dying of smallpox? No, no, he's okay. He's recovered, but he's, he's still sick. Like, he's it takes sick. a while. He's 14 years old, and okay. he's got no family anymore. Sure. I mean, he's got distant relatives who he goes to live with, you know, but they're not as... Yeah, they're not yeah, as cool about not the as slobbering. Great. Yeah, yeah. They all think he's weird. Yeah. Um, his health came back, and then uh, he got into horse racing, gambling, drinking, and cockfighting. Finally, so, so he, he went, is back. Yeah, so he went fucking over the top. Yeah, nice. The Revolutionary War ended. Congratulations, America. Um, the British were gone, well, they they? Uh, so that made it needed. Uh, now they needed new laws in America, right? Right. Uh, Ones that would hold up throughout any test yeah there's nothing that could possibly nothing that could shake the foundation of these laws that they were going to come up with right there's no something that locks democracy in forever no matter what right we're going to do those and then we're set and nothing can shake that yep Um, miss the british yet uh yeah a little bit um so andrew decided to become a lawyer to take advantage of that sweet sweet situation okay um, he studied with a couple of lawyers, one of whom had lost a hand in the war and used a silver knob for a pro- <laughs> what? For, prosthesis. Like, what? That's not a prosthesis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's just got it's a knob hand? Knob hand. Yeah. And so when he was arguing a case, he would bang it on the... Yeah, well, that really takes away the judge's power. I am also banging. Stop banging your weird knob hand. He would ju- bang on the jury box, which I think would be pretty effective. Yeah. Uh, the judge. <laughs> I'm uh, kind of jealous the more I think about it. Yeah, it's good. And, yeah. uh, it's, he just took a door handle, basically, yeah, and then started yeah. knocking shit with. Yeah. Sure. So the judge board of North Carolina Superior Court of Law concluded Andrew was now ready to practice law after a little while. Okay. Uh, it was like a year, maybe. maybe sure. Top. So he gets it. Um, now, this is a time of duels. But he's also studying law that hasn't necessarily been established yet. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's probably kind of rushed. It's not great. You know? yeah. They're like, there's nine things to know. Okay. Uh, it's a pretty quick course. Yep. Take your syllabus, go home, come back tomorrow, right. bing, bang, boom, most likely you're a lawyer. Let's do it. All right. Guilty. Perfect. All right. Now for your knob hand. Thank you. Uh, so a lot of duels. Ander, Ander was in his share. He enjoyed duels. It was said he had over 100 duels, but it sounds like, like a lot of those were just fights and not actually shooting duels. So a duel where you walk away and then just throw punches 20 paces fist. away from someone and else? your fist. Yeah, get I would have hit you with this. Get your fists ready. Ah! And then you just whack throw a, sand. Throw sand in the guy's eyes. That's yeah. a duel. Sure. Um, if you throw a a bag of powder, but what are those? That's a bag just of powder on the ground, and a big cloud comes up, and you smoke run, bomb, and you run away. Yeah, yeah, that's a duel. But so those are maybe just ones that go to the brink of. I don't know. I didn't dueling, know. Or? I think they just called. Sometimes they called the fight a duel, and then it got confused after a while. Oh, that's stupid. Yeah, I hear you. In 1788, a friend of Andrews was appointed as a superior court judge in western North Carolina. Okay. Which today is known as Tennessee. Okay, sure. Uh, He appointed Andrew to be the district's public prosecutor. Okay. Uh, There were around 5,000 white people living in Nashville, but it was unsafe to live outside of the central area because of Native American attacks. Okay. Uh, So once there, Andrew, quote, aided in pursuing and chastising the enemy. The Native Americans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck right. yeah. Soon after arriving, he was involved in an attack on some Cherokee. Old it, Cherokee was? No, he's not old Cherokee. Uh, his name makes sense. Definitely not. 
Andrew's commander said he was, quote, bold, dashing, fearless, and mad upon his enemies. Okay. And they had a great deal. He had a great ambition for encounters with the savages. Okay. So he enjoyed fighting. It sounds like he liked just going fucking ape fucking beating yeah, the shit out just, of yeah, uh, Native Americans. Slobbering all over. Yeah, the... just slobbering and getting itchy. Yeah. The American government wanted peace talks with the Native Americans. American government's like this. So let's do let's do the talkie thing where we talk and figure some stuff out. Sure. Andrew disagreed with that approach and wrote to a friend, quote, peace talks are nothing but delusions to put white men off their guard. And that experience teaches us that treaties answer to no other purpose than opening an easy door for the Indians to pass through and butcher our citizens. So treaty is basically just a, a door, like a trap door situation. Sure. So, okay, he, so, so there's not a lot of, so if you think about it, there's not a lot of, not a lot of options once you rule that one out. The talking part, once you rule the talking part, then there's just kind of one. I think it's a policy that could still work. Option. Yeah. I think that could still play for us. Yeah, I agree. Silence, locking ourselves in the bedroom. Yeah. Eating a bucket of chicken. I think that oh, could still play. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the founders of Nashville had a daughter named Rachel. I found it. That's kind it's of. It's Nashville. <laughs> It's mine, and I found it. There were already people there, but yeah, I get it. I it's get mine. It. Get them out of here. Well, there's people living. Here. They're in Nashville. Get them out. Okay. They're not from here. Well, they, they are from here. Not anymore. Let me see their IDs. There's That's no, just something I came up with. They don't have IDs. Well, then they need to get out, because they don't have them. I found it here. You found what? Nashville. Maybe. It's this whole area here. It no, goes from it there to there, all, and was, then back to there and here. It was already here. Now it's Nashville. I don't think you quite understand how... I'm inventing country line dancing. Nashville! Get them out! Get who out? There's people! The people who live here before you? The people no. that have been living here for decades, centuries, hundreds nope. of years? The, All the time. The ones. Get them out. Why would I get them out? Because they don't like country. <laughs> so Lake Shelton's founder, coming. The f- <laughs> Founder had a daughter named Rachel, who married uh, a Captain Robarts. And they lived in Kentucky, but Robarts became very jealous of a, a border in the house they lived in. He became jealous of a border? A border. A guy who lived in the house. Oh, another, okay. A border. Okay. Room and board. Border. Not, yeah, a board, border. not a guy made out of boards. I mean, can I picture what I want? Yeah. Okay. So Rachel came back. Uh, after he, he has a temper, so she didn't enjoy that part of him. So she came back to Tennessee to live with her mother, and then Robards came back and moved in with them. Okay. Now, this is the house. Where's the man made of boards? He's, Did he go? He got, he got on fire. Okay. Well, man, that's <laughs> terrible for him. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. wood. Yeah. It was not good. Um, so Andrew uh, Jackson came, and this is the family that he boarded with. So he's living with the mom, He's the Robards new and Kramer. He's the new Kramer. Okay. That's right. Uh, Robards then became jealous of Andrew. Sure. What's not to be jealous of? He's right? pink. He's frothing. Yeah. He's angry. Fuck yeah. Uh, when Andrew learned Robards was telling people that he was too intimate with his wife, Andrew found him and told him if he heard any of that kind of talk again, he would, quote, cut his ears out of his head. Jesus. So he goes... Cutting off is what you do. Cutting out of is... Well, that's like a coring situation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're going in. You're getting It's like a melon scooper. Because you can just slice off an ear, but inside the ear, he's talking about the whole inner ear. Getting all the pumpkin seeds out and whatever. Well, I don't know if they call it that, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm pretty familiar with WebMD. I think you're not, because there's actually no pumpkin seeds in a a human. 
Read on. Robards then hired, had Andrew arrested because he threatened him. Right? Okay. Um, and then a guard came and took Andrew away, and Robards decided to travel with him to the courthouse, right? Because they're taking Andrew to the courthouse okay. to, to deal with the situation. On the way, Andrew talked the guard into giving him his butcher knife. What? Guard? The, the guard the had guard. a butcher knife. Okay. I'm, I'm assuming that this was a mistake uh, that someone wrote, and it's just a, it's like a... Because you got to be a knife. real sweet talker. I mean, I don't know. Well, he why, still gets a knife. I don't know why you're rolling, or, but I don't know why you're rolling around the country with a butcher knife. Just have a knife. Yeah, but also, run why give cow? it to a guy you're taking? You're like, yeah, all right, guy, have a turn, <laughs> take a rip. Well, he talked him into he talked him into giving him the butcher knife by promising not to do any harm with it. And he's like, look, I'm not going to do anything. I just like holding knives. I like to hold yeah. knives. <laughs> Quote: Jackson examined the point and edge, glancing the while at Robards. So he's holding the knife and he's looking at Robards. Nice, isn't he's it? He's holding the knife and then Robards just starts running. Okay. He's like, this is fucked. So something about him looking at the knife and looking at yeah. dead into his apparently. eyes made him feel uneasy. Yeah, apparently that was weird. Okay. Especially after he said he's going to cut his ears out of his yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. guess those might be You put those connected. together. Yeah, yeah, great. yeah, yeah. So Jackson pursued him into the cane. So he then, chases him. Yeah, and okay. then he came back alone and, uh, and went, uh, went to the courthouse. With the guard. On charges that were being filed by a man who had fled. That's interesting. So at the court, without a witness to make the <laughs> Why case, are you here? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, do you want this knife? It's pretty cool. No, no, no. But clearly... Yeah, there was a guy... Why are you in the defendant's box? Uh, no, comfy. Is anyone pressing anything against you? No. There, uh, yeah, no. I think we're good. <laughs> okay. Nice to see you. Yeah. I'll see you later. Bang my knob a few times. You yep. guys can get out of here. Yep. Uh, anyway, Robards moved away without Rachel after that. Oh, so, okay. And wow. Moved off. No charges. Case over. Robards goes away. Weird. So now, eventually, Andrew learned uh, Robards was granted a divorce from Rachel. So now Rachel's single. Single. And Andrew uh, married so we're Okay, so the rumors potentially were true. Yeah. Right. Pro- yeah. Uh, so he married her. They're both 24. Two years later, Andrew finds out that Rachel and Robart's divorce had never been finalized. Oh, boy. Um, you actually needed a special act from the, the legislature, which they didn't have. What, like a duet? Uh, yeah. Uh, and Robarts hadn't followed through with that. So in 1794, Andrew and Rachel got a new marriage license and remarried to make sure it was official. Okay. I'm not sure how that wor- works in f- fixes the first part of her still being married to the other guy, but apparently... Well, I think it's like... Uh... You know, most recent. Yeah. So last, last, yeah. last official. Second in. Yeah, it's like your last address. Yeah, yeah. Um, so as a lawyer, Andrew was known to not take much shit. Okay. Uh, once opposing counsel mocked one of his legal arguments, so he wrote out a dual challenge and handed it to the guy. Boy, okay. Yeah. Right. He's, he's printing it up. <laughs> sure. And the other guy was like, "Yeah, I'll fucking do that. Let's oh, he's do that in. shit. Yeah. Okay. Was it like? Um, do you want a duel? Check yes box or no box? I think it was a yes or no box, okay. yeah. Or a maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, you did one of those little, like, things you do. Those little... That's going to be hard to convey <laughs> on a podcast. Those of you listening or watching, you know, one of I'm those. sure that... I'm sure, like, seven-year-old girls could tell you the name of that thing. Yeah, the thing yeah. where you got the little trap in your... Yeah. Okay. Uh, so... Let's cut that out, Eddie. So then the case, after a while, the case was sent to the jury... And then the two lawyers went outside into the street and held a duel. Okay, so so they are basically the the lawyers who are uh, opposing lawyers 
go outside for a duel while the jury's deliberating. That's right. Interesting. Yep. It's interesting. It's an interesting scenario. Yep. Um, so they both did the walkie walk, and then they turned and shot, and they both missed. And then they walked over and shook hands, and we're and we're good buddies after that. That is the weirdest feature. That of the is duel the to weirdest me. thing about the duel. You would you think shoot. a reload. I mean, I understand, yeah. but you think maybe have like another another pistol second, on hand. Yeah, try. Like, so you get a second shot. Yeah, second try. Then maybe you shake hands. It's yeah. sort of like extra time in the world. I would. Cup. I would go like four tries, five tries, maybe. Well, then you're definitely getting death. I wouldn't mind two, two. I mean, but the but the one where you're just like, oh, well. There we go. There it was. Neither of us killed the other. Pool? I'd love to play some pool. Yeah. Um, so Andy traveled all over Tennessee as a lawyer, usually with a small group of men, and they camp constantly. They're always under the uh, threat like of attack. Camping lawyers. Yeah. It's yeah. a new show on yeah, yeah. ABC. Um, they're always under a threat of attack from Native Americans. Um, he gained a reputation as one of Tennessee's best Indian fighters. Okay. Right. Uh, Andrew practiced law for history. Eight. Doesn't history frowns upon that title? Yes. Yeah. Um, Andrew practiced law for eight years. Sometimes he was given land as a payment. Okay. So sometimes they do a really good job, and they'd be like, "Here's an acre, or whatever." Just random acres? Um, yeah. I mean, where else? It's not like they can give you the acre you it's want. They'd be like, valuable. "I got an acre here." That's well, not that valuable. Well, maybe. I mean, wouldn't you want a bunch of acres near each other? Yeah, but it's probably better rather than some sort of but, spread you know. out acreage. I mean, come on. We can go to my acre. There's nothing on it. That, we'll spend the weekend there. I mean, it'd be cool to just have an acre somewhere, you know? Yeah, but they pile up, and then you just have a bunch of acres. Well, maybe you just try to get other acres that match up to it. Just keep working hard, dude. It's not Monopoly. Keep this taking is life, cases. bro. Just keep taking cases. Take some divorce cases. You might get closer acres. So uh, what interested you in our case? Well, the plot. Uh, <laughs> it's very close to a bunch of acres I have that I'm trying to merge. I just would love to have a, I'd love to have a house. Have you considered getting a divorce, the two I of you? I really think you should. You That'd know, she's sleeping with that man who's made of boards. Excuse me? She's sleeping with your guy who's made of boards. Yeah, yeah, we filmed that. Mm. Feels <laughs> premature. Hey, boards are, you know what I'm talking about? All right. Well, I'm going to go to your neighbors. <laughs> what a nightmare this has been. Um, he also bought land uh, when there were not many settlers around. Um, some land he also won in, in cockfights. Wow. I mean, it's classic president stuff. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, well, you know, in retrospect, <laughs> he ended up with over fifty thousand acres. Imagine if they life. were near each other. <laughs> what a life! That's a lot of land if it's close. <laughs> um, sometimes he was given slaves as payment. So that's cool. Cool. Give a person to cover debt. It's always fun to uh, remember that. He got his first slave in 1788. That's a big day, getting your first slave. Oh, That's God. really a big day. Uh, two years later, he received two more. So he's, you know, racking up the slaves sure. and the land. Um, during his first 15 years uh, at the Nashville Settlement, a settler was killed once every 10 days by Native Americans. Jesus. So they're okay. picking them off. Right. Good. So it's like an injury chalkboard at a restaurant. Yeah, it's not great. Right. Uh, in 1794, Andrew was one of 550 soldiers who killed, quote, a considerable number of Cherokee warriors. Nice. They destroyed the Cherokee town of Running Water. It was the largest town of hostile Cherokee, and it basically ended the war in the area. Okay. So they did a big old kill everybody thing. Right. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I mean, totally yeah, like, cool. I think when you really look back, you know, it's cool. Yeah. I mean, I think and that's like, the right word yeah, for it. Yeah, we did cool things. Yeah, and cool stuff to cool people. Yeah. And we've processed it. Yeah. Yep. 
Andrew was really making a name for himself. He helped uh, draft the state constitution. Wow. And then became the state's first representative in the House of Representatives. So he's the first fucking guy from Tennessee. That's what it was, a studio apartment. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Um, He got 1,113 votes. His opponent got 12. (laughs) What was his opponent? A cactus? (laughs) Bored. Was he running against... uh, He's a guy made out of boards. Oh, oh, man. I thought more people would have turned out. We see my girl around. Uh, Um, Nothing's easy when you're made of boards. Oh, he has a song? Oh, hi. Didn't realize you guys were there. I thought I just heard you singing. Well, I was just talking about how hard it is being made of boards. Yeah. Everyone looks at you when you're different made of wood. <laughs> yeah, sure. You sit around and wonder yeah. what maybe could. I'm just going to take this nail right here. If you have been. And all of a sudden, oh, God, no, kill me. <laughs> Do one in the head. That hurts? That actually hurts? Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, I'm pine. <laughs> I'm mainly pine. No uh, one knows what it's like when you're made of pine. Oh, because that was a different Gotta song. put a smile on your face, pretend you're feeling fine, but you're not. Go ahead. Move. All right. Move now. Move <laughs> you now. Move now. No, move, now. Like... move now. Uh, so, uh, so the militia who had attacked and killed the Cherokee wanted compensation for their war, right? So sure. when they're in Washington, they're like, we should get some money for all those people. We and we're like, we will always take care of the veterans. <laughs> Cause we kill a bunch of people. So we should get some cash. Absolutely. For that. We should reward you. Um, they wanted $22,816 for expenses. Uh, president Washington was like, no. Yeah, I mean, he was really more like, blah, 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 no, 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 ow, no, ow, uh, no teeth, mouth, no, ow, mouth, mouth, ow, no. Um, because he, he didn't want to pay him because it wasn't a, a defensive battle. It was offensive. So he's like, well, if you guys are protecting yourself, we could pay up. Now, so see, if one of them had attacked out, you. Going out killing people, then that's different. But he wrote all this down with a yeah, an bloody yeah. tooth stub. Right. <laughs> um, Andrew, when Andrew heard this, he... It just he, says porridge, sir. When Andrew heard this, he lost his fucking shit. Okay. Old dickery. Uh, and quote, bolted to his feet on the house floor, he roared his rage. He insisted that the raids were just and necessary. Uh, they was a, looking at us funny. He had a bit of a temper. Yeah, it seems like A little like bit him. of a temper. A committee was formed um, in the house with a guy named Andrew Jackson as the chairman. And now, weirdly, the committee then recommended Tennessee be paid the money. Hmm. Uh, and then the bill passed, and now Andrew was an even bigger hero in Tennessee. Well, Andrew was the only one voting on it, right? He's Probably. still the only guy in there. Yeah. It's just me. Yay! Yay to that. The A's have it. Three months later, uh, the Senate seat, a Senate seat opened up, and he was appointed. Okay. He worked as a senator from November 1797 to April 1798, and then he resigned. Okay. So this is short. Uh, sure. Banged out like six months. Sure. Any reason? He didn't like it. He didn't like it. Okay. He didn't like the job. Sure. He wasn't big on politics and sitting around. No. Yes. Well. And compromise and all that stuff. Right. Some presidents aren't. Uh, when he got back, he was elected to the Tennessee Supreme Court. He served on the Supreme Court for six years, and in 1801, he beat his nemesis, John Sevier, and became Major General of the Tennessee Militia. Okay. Uh, it was a very prestigious job. Sure. This is when people started calling him General Jackson, even though he he's a major general. But calling him a major general is kind of boring. It's or long. boring. Just cut it down to general. MG? MG. Yeah. Go with that. Andrew did not have any biological children, but he had a shitload of kids. Yep. We've, the rumors were true. 
Rachel's brother died in 1804, and Andrew became the guardian of his three sons, John Samuel, Andrew Jackson, Andrew Jackson, and Daniel Smith. Okay. Uh, they were six, five, and three. Their mom was still alive, but the courts appointed a male garden, guardian even if the mother was still alive. They were like... So wait. So no if, you're, if you're a dude and you have a wife and kids and then you die and then the kids have to go to another dude because if the lady can't take care of them, what's she going to do? So wait, it, it, this is Rachel, his wife? No, no. This oh. is his uh, Rachel's brother. Uh, sorry, right. Rachel's brother's... Dies. D- dies. Her. The kids... Go to her, but they're like there needs to be a man to watch over the kids too. Yeah, and that's no, no, Andrew. Just, or that's an additional he, he's, man. He's now no Andrew. It's Andrew. Andrew's now he's they're one hundred percent in charge right. of the kids. She gets she can live with them and stuff because she's their mom. You may look at them, but we're gonna go with this guy who's got a penis. Like if he wanted to be like Scoot, get the fuck out of here. She'd be like, what? Get like, out of here. It. That's it. It's me and the boys. Yeah, her. You have no connection to your sons. You know, if you got a problem with it, bring it up on Doctor Phil. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, that would be a good one. Andrew. You're not recognizing what she's asking of you. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't like her. Let's bring the boys out. I'm on heroin. That's an interest. That's a tell. That's a, that's what we call a giveaway. Yeah, masturbate. Mm, 18 hours a day. Well, and you ever thought about this, Andrew, that maybe mm-hmm. sometimes when you're asking these people to duel, you're actually shooting at yourself and you're trying to duel yeah. the other Andrew that seems to pull you apart yeah. from Rachel and you're now your boys. Uh, yeah, I think that all the time, actually. I'm just going to kill some Cherokee. i got to be honest, man. We'll be right back. Have you had a lot of land given to you sparsely over the country that you wish connected? I have. If so, call Dr. Phil. <laughs> that got weird. That was very specific. <laughs> um, so another one of Rachel's brothers, uh, his wife had twins. Okay. And then for some reason... He dies? They, no, they gave one of them to Andrew and Rachel. What? You just give one <laughs> twin away? They're yeah, like yeah, mittens. Yeah. <laughs> no, but if you have two and you're like, no, uh, you don't separate twins. What if they look alike? The, no, they, <laughs> if you, you said, twins have something that we should all strive to have. No, no, if there's two of them, they look the same. You're like, I can't tell these apart. What? Then you give one to. Uh, uh, we're setting up Act One of the Parent Trap. <laughs> Just give one to a friend, a yeah. buddy, or your brother, or whatever. Well, we didn't bring you a bottle of wine, but you want James. So they named him Andrew Jackson Jr. AJJ. Uh, but he's a member of the other, one of the other boys is Andrew Jackson. So That's there's three fine, Andrew Jacksons living in the house. That's Do you want right. an, Big Andy, Little Andy, or Middle Andy? Regular Andy. Regular Andy. I don't know which one that is. Uh, we're all kind of regular Andy. Um, so over the years, they would just keep getting kids from different relatives. What? That's part of their jam. That's not a, you really nonchalantly are saying that. That's not a thing. It's part of the It's thing. not like when you have like a bunch of, yeah, yeah. you know, goats who need rehabilitation no, no, it's, and you open cool. a farm. You it's don't just totally take out cool. a bunch of random no, children. someone has twins, you get, so you get one. It's not a potluck with babies. I would disagree. Okay, fair. Tennessee was considered the West at the time, right? Wild, unsettled. White settlers kept pushing Native Americans off their land. Tecumseh, you know, I don't, do I have to go through Tecumseh with you? He's a Native American, brought a bunch of tribes together. Great, I'm good. Iroquois and stuff. Uh, he approached the British about joining forces. So he's, okay, like, so hey, he's like, hey, you guys yeah. want to fight the Americans? Uh, the British uh, would supply the Native Americans with weapons and supplies, and then in turn, the Native Americans would fight the Americans. And and the British would just no. be like, well, they are savage, Look aren't they? Look at them. We don't know where they got all these yeah, lovely they, weapons. Hello, uh, Governor. Good Lord, it'd be terrifying. We wish we were in your position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Care for a half-boiled potato? Brexit. War between the U.S. and Britain was declared on June 12th, 1812. Okay. 
Andrew offered his services and the 2,500 volunteers in his division. Okay. Uh, President Madison did not at all like Andrew because he had supported Madison's opponent in the election. Sure. But soldiers were needed. Andrew and the Tennessee volunteers joined the war and were sent to New Orleans. No. 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 Uh, the soldiers were ter- they t- told they'd be reimbursed by the government. Oh, boy. Okay. That's never yeah. good. That's never no, good. No, That's yeah. never going to work out. Yeah, for sure. By the way, if the government ever says we're going to reimburse you, no one's going to reimburse you. Yeah. Um, back then. There's especially. another podcast I think we did recently with a similar part, but I feel like it's gone. What? Nothing. So the men got on boats and headed south. Okay. Um, uh, then Andrew got a message from Secretary of War telling him to disband his militia and turn over, quote, all articles of public property to the commander of the South. So now Andrew's furious. He went all this way. Now he's giving up all his shit to another right. guy that he, th- he doesn't like the guy anyway. Right. Uh, he, he had used his own. Then he used his own money and got I, IOUs to buy food and supplies to get them back home because they were all out. They were expecting to get to New Orleans and get get all their stuff. Right. And then these guys took everything they had. And That's cool. It's a, it's a cool situation. situation. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so they marched 500 miles back. Jesus. Yeah. So, but again, now people, it just makes some people like him more in Tennessee, right? And he's this guy, he helped everybody out. Right. Do the thing. Now, wait, wait, he looks good because he gave up all the weapons? Because he paid for all their food oh, and shit. Oh, right, right, right. To okay. get them home. Right, right. Uh, so now dueling is becoming less and less popular these days. Right. Not now like it's it dance-offs. Yeah, a lot of dance-offs. Yeah. Um, there's some... Um, this is uh, the founding of getting served. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what the story is. Yeah. Um, two men, Jesse Benton and William Carroll, uh, decided to duel. Now, Carroll asked Andrew Jackson to be his second. His second, meaning the guy... So when there's a duel, the yeah, the guy hands you the gun and does all the shit. Okay. Um, so the duel is a mess. Carol was shot in the hand and Benton was shot in the ass. Oh my God. Getting How shot. How did he get shot in the ass? Yeah. Well, that means you had to turn around yeah. and run. So that's not a good thing if you got shot in the ass. Yeah. Okay. That uh, means you're not brave, right? Right. Because your butt's out. Right. In the direction where your face should be. Sure. <laughs> At least that's the type. Or you're being hilarious and like uh, talking. That's right. Yeah. You could be, ta- you could be talking with your butt cheeks. Um, so getting the shot, a shot in the ass, huge embarrassment. It meant you tried to dodge the bullet. So Jesse Benton's brother, Thomas, was mad at Andrew for not stopping the duel when the guy. So he's he's basically mad because the brother had his back turned or whatever, and he didn't stop. Andrew didn't stop his guy from shooting. He's like, "Don't shoot him in the in the butthole or whatever you call it." Wait, Andrew didn't stop. Who is Andrew's defend? Andrew's with the guy who shot shot the guy in the butt, right? Yeah. And so what is he pissed about? So he's mad that that the guy was turned and Andrew didn't stop him from shooting. But it's an embarrassment to shoot. Oh, it's an embar- But it's embarrassing to get shot in the ass. But it's also embarrassing to shoot a guy in the ass. I don't. I do not agree with this. Well, in, in these stupid rules of honor that make no sense, it makes complete sense. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna argue the nuance. <laughs> so, so now the two brothers, Jesse and Thomas Benton, are furious with. With Andrew. What? Because <laughs> one, I mean, got, what one of them got going? shot in the butt. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, so they keep talking shit about him all over the place. They're talking shit about him. They're talking shit about him. So finally, he's had enough. He finds out that they're staying at, a, at the city hotel in Nashville. He fucking rolls down there on his horse, starts walking around. He walks past the hotel. He walks back. And then the brothers see him. Um, he pulls out a whip. Whoa. Jesse Benton then starts shooting. Okay. One bullet hit Andrew in the left shoulder, shattered the bone, severed an artery. A second bullet hit his left arm. Andrew got one shot off before he went down, and then all hell breaks loose. 
Thomas Benton starts shooting, as did John Coffey, who was Andrew's friend who was there. Uh-huh. And then one of Andrew's nephews just happens to be passing by. My name's also Andrew Jackson. <laughs> he sees his uncle down on the ground. So he runs at Jesse Benton and pulls out his knife and just starts fucking slashing stabbing him, him, stabbing him with a knife. Jesus. Um, and then Jesse uh, put a gun barrel against the nephew's. How old? What's the nephew like? He's probably four. Oh my god! Put a nephew against the put a gun against, a gun the, against nephew. the nephew's heart and pull the trigger, but it misfired. Jesus! And then another relative of Andrew was cruising by, Andrew Donaldson, and then he rolled up and he started fucking shooting. And finally, the guys at the hotel and the other people were like, "Fucking stop, you guys! You're good." Oh, that up. used to work. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So they got them to stop. Um, the only person seriously wounded was Andrew Jackson. Because he got shot twice and popped yeah. an artery. Yeah. Uh, he was taken to... And I bet the nephew's hand hurt from stabbing. Yeah, yeah. That that can really... Yeah, that wrist. Yeah, carpal tunnel. tunnel. Yeah. Fucking... Ugh. Uh, so he's taken to an inn where he just basically ruined two mattresses by bleeding into them. So that's bad. That's probably a lot of blood. I'll tell you who he calls. Ghostbusters? No. Casper. Yeah. That's how ghosts get in mattresses, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Doctors came, and uh, they said the left arm had to come off. Well, really? Got to cut that fucking shit off. And Andrew was like, no, I'm not. That's not me. That's not who I am. Okay. I'm not, not down with that. And they're like, well, you're going to die. And he goes, fuck it. Let it happen, bitch. I, you're not reading anymore. I no, should no, point I'm, that out. I'm, I'm improvising. Yeah. Little bit, little, but I'm assuming this is exactly how the conversation I don't know if the Breaking Bad style was in then. Um. So uh, they put on Slippery Elm, which is obviously... They put on Slippery... Is that a, that's a guy? Yeah, get on, let me get on you. No, it was a record. Oh, they put on Slippery it's Elm? It's a band. Yeah. It's a band. Hey, uh, we're mostly acoustic. Um, and then they put on other natural cures, which are all Native American remedies. Which, I, okay. I, I, irony. Yeah. Um, the bleeding finally stopped, and uh, the next morning it was like, he's going to live. Dude's going to fucking live. With his arms. Um, so, but for weeks he could barely move and people ran, uh, the Benton brothers, brothers out of town. Everyone's like, we love Andrew. Go fuckers. Again, not reading. Maybe. Most people thought Andrew was an idiot to get involved in duels at this, at his age. They're like, dude, how old is he? He's not that old. I don't know why they're thinking that. Well, I mean, 24 is dying. It's like 1813. So when did I say he was born? Uh, 1767. Uh, 17, okay, so he's he's not yeah. young. He's no, in his 40s. Yeah. His 40s maybe shouldn't be shooting yeah. bro, bros no, yeah. on the street. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Don't You Bros on the Street is the name of uh, the my charity album. Oh. Um, so in the summer of 1813, a faction of Creek Indians called Red Sticks okay. uh, started fighting against regular Creeks. Um, the regular creeks were more assimilated, assimilated into white society. Okay. So these guys... So the red sticks didn't like the... Uh, the more... Uh, I don't know if... It, what, they would call it civilized back then, but they assimilated. They were more like dressing like uh, the whites and living in houses like the whites and more, you know... Shitty. Shitty people. Um, the red sticks were called red sticks because they painted their work clubs bright red. Okay. Um so 553 white men, women, and children sought refuge at Fort Mims. And then a 1,000 painted, mostly naked red sticks attacked. Oh, 
Dicks out. Those, those sticks are going to get a little redder, yeah, I think. Be some, yeah, might be something else going on right now. Wait a minute, what? Um, the Red Sticks attacked and slaughtered every white person that they could. Only 13 people escaped. Okay. So. A lot of. That's a 500. That's a lot of. Five, a lot of dead five, whites. Over 500. Yeah. Uh, pregnant women had infants cut from their wombs. Jesus. Um, every white person was scalped. So the red sticks came to fucking party. Like they were like, let's do, let's do it, or let's do it completely. Guys, let's 100%. have a, let's have some fun out there. I bet when they were coming over the wall, they were like balls to the wall. Let's go balls to the wall, guys. All the way, we're going all the way. Cock out, rock out. Let's do this shit on three. Ready, red sticks. Uh, so the uh, so the, now the Tennessee volunteers were like, we should probably do something about that. Run. Uh, so they're called into service. Andrew put it an ad in the paper. Okay. Uh, quote: <laughs> Murder is needed. <laughs> Already. Already they advanced towards your frontier with their scalping knives unsheathed to butcher your wives, your children, and your helpless babes. Time... Your helpless babes. Yeah. Time is not to be lost. The health of your general is restored. He will command in person. But his health was not restored. He was not... He was in, healthy enough to run an ad. He was still... In a, yeah. Uh, he's in a lot of pain still. His left arm, not usable okay. at all. He had to be helped onto his horse. He needed help to write and couldn't feed himself. That sounds like the arm room. was sort of off. Uh, pieces of bone, quote, came out of my arm. Came out of his arm? And when they did, he would send them to Rachel as a souvenir. Uh, uh, really, sweetheart. He told her, quote, I hope all the loose pieces of bone are out and I shall not be long to pain, longer pained with it. She, so he just had a situation where bones... Is that are, how you keep a girl? Um... Some Send pieces are, of bone? Yeah. I, that's how I got my first girlfriend. These are still coming out. I Hopefully no still, more. I still have bone coming out of me. Really miss you. <laughs> miss us. <laughs> so anyway, he just, every once in a while, send her bone and be like, that came out. Hey, look at that. Andrew was always very thin and may have been infected with intestinal parasites since childhood that were common in the Carolinas at the time. Um, he had chronic diarrhea. Okay. Uh, during the Creek, I imagine was just called bowel movements back yeah, then. Probably <laughs> during the Creek campaign, he could barely sit up. On the march, he would lean forward in his saddle as though hugging his horse. So this is the fearless leader, <laughs> the man who has one arm that works, one dead one, can't stop shitting on his horse that he's hugging as he rides. Yeah. Follow him. That's our guy. But uh, admit it, this time the <sighs> other guys are all probably worse. <laughs> it, is, it is the eighteen twenties or whatever. Um, so, uh, it's symptoms, uh... Did some bone come out? Put that in an envelope. All right. He still had the, um, bullets in him. The bullets never came out. So, lead from the bullets leached into his bloodstream. He had symptoms consistent with lead poisoning. He had ab abdominal cramping, nausea, headaches, constipation that would alternate with diarrhea. So, he had, like, constipation I and think then, that's like, just double, called diarrhea. Double diarrhhea. Because yeah. <laughs> he also had double diarrhea from the other things. So double <laughs> okay. diarrhea. Yeah, I don't I think know if that's a medical term at all. Yeah, again, not reading. I went to medical school. No. Double diarrhea is a thing. No. Also, the area around the bullets never fully healed, uh, so he had chronic uh, low-grade infection, which left him susceptible to other infections, and sometimes he just coughed up blood. <laughs> I mean, is it safe to say Andrew Jackson's dying? <laughs> I don't know, but he's great at parties. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, hold on, I have to shit. I got to mail that to my wife. <laughs> Take that bone out while I shit. Wait, mail the shit to your wife? No, don't be weird. The bones. Okay. What about the blood? The blood mail to her, too. And okay. then save some for me. I'm going to put it in my hair. <laughs> uh, I can't stop. Must be something I didn't eat. Now, do me a favor. Put some Bactine in these wounds. 
Actually, mail the wound to my wife. Uh, what? Oh, God, I gotta shit more. Uh, bring the horse in here. I need to hug him. What? Uh, put something in me. You're awful. I'm leaking from shoulder to bottom. You should be a senator. I will be. <laughs> Editor, uh, so anyway, back to the fighting the red sticks. Okay. So uh, at a creek town, Andrew's men slaughtered 176 people and took 80 prisoners. Okay. Andrew took a baby and sent that baby home to Rachel to raise. Hey, it's bones, sort of. <laughs> so this is apparently common. To so just male babies home? Well, you would just take a baby and then that baby wouldn't be raised as a Native American. It would be raised as a white person. So it was like, then they'd be like, that one's fine. <sighs> it's all normal. Uh, David Crockett was at the attack, and he said, quote, we shot them like dogs. Davey, finish writing the song. We got to go. <laughs> so, Hold on. Uh, Andrew uh, got the nickname Sharp Knife. That's when the Native Americans started calling him Sharp Knife. Okay. Which is not a good nickname. No. Uh, Andrew attacked more red sticks at Talladega. Talladega. Sure. Killing 300. Uh, but now his men were over it. They were hungry and thought they should be discharged because they had served an entire year. And Andrew was like, you want to know what pain is? But Andrew said that they hadn't served a year because they had gone back home and, and then taken time off before they went back out. So he said they still had another six months to go because there was nothing. There was no war on at that point. Whatever. Right. He threatened to shoot them if they tried to leave. One group still wanted to leave. So he had the artillery pointed at them. And then he also stood in the line of fire. It's a weird twist. Yeah. And then the guys said, quote, let us stay, please. That's how you change an attitude. And so they stayed. Why did he stand in front of it? He was like, I'll die, too. Yeah, he was like, fuck it. Let's all go. Honestly, it'd be nice to just have a day away from the toilet. I just want to stop shitting. Uh, for years after, Tennesseans told the awesome story of the time Andrew Jackson threatened to blow himself up and his men to put down the mutiny. It's fucking great. What a great guy. What a great story. What a quality story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, During another battle with the Red Sticks, a friendly Cherokee leader, Junaluska, saved Andrew's life. Uh, A Creek uh, Indian was about to kill him when Junaluska drove his tomahawk through the Creek warrior's skull. Wow. Around at that fight, around eight hundred Red Sticks were killed. Jesus. Three hundred women and children were captured. Andrew wrote a letter to Rachel, quote, the carnage was dreadful. Bones en route. All by me. Horrible, though. Uh, He had his men count the dead, and to avoid double counting, they cut off the tip of each red stick's nose. Oh, Jesus. It's just easier to count that way if you have a pocket full of noses. A nasal scalping? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's easier than, because otherwise you're like, oh, God, what were we at? Were we at 43? But if you're, otherwise you go, oh, just count the noses in your pocket. We're at 84 noses. Um, the soldiers also sliced, sliced off long strips of skin to make bridle reins. I just threw what? up in my face. What? Uh, I just, I, I just bridle reins? Yeah. Like for horses, uh, um, uh. I think um, I think people are awful. <laughs> I'm just gonna oh point that gosh. out. I, I would look just at least it didn't say bacon. You know what I mean? We got a little bit of a break there. Uh, a little bit of a break. Yeah, but you still said bacon. This was a big battle in the war because the British were close to supplying the hostile tribes with weapons. So. On the march back, Andrew burned every native village he came across, and then he destroyed the creek food supply, so both the friendly, the red sticks, and the, uh, sorry, both the hostile, the red sticks, and the friendly ones who had been fighting them 
we're now on the verge of starvation. Cool guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. a regular non-red stick creek was helping them, right? Me helping them out, but now he's like, "Fuck it, you guys, Twisteroo, psych." Uh, Andrew was made uh, major general. Or was he? He was already major general. Yeah, that must have been a mistake. Now he's general, general major. General, general, general. Uh, part of his job was negotiating a peace settlement with the Creeks. He came up with a plan. I bet it's bad. No. Um, he kicked the hostile Creeks off their land and made them move in with the friendly Creeks. Is he see, Mark problem? Burnett? See problem. <laughs> So wait, he's just now he, he's make, he's so he, that'll be more land for the white people, and then he's making the, all the Native Americans go live on I a smaller wonder, space. I wonder who they're gonna find issue with. Well, so that was weird because the <coughs> all these creeks who had just helped him fight the red sticks yeah, like, were rewarded by having to live with the red sticks who they just fought against. Awkward. So super super cool. But then still, you're gonna get on the same page eventually and be like, yeah, let's kill Andrew Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the way to go. Um, at this time, Florida was claimed by both the United States and Spain. Okay. Why? I don't know. Yeah. Neither should have it. Andrew heard the British were uh, dropping supplies at Pensacola, which was occupied by Spain, and he asked for permission to take troops down and take care of that situation. Okay. And President Madison was like, no, just find just Andrew, some... just can you chill for a minute? How about you fucking... Can you just settle down relax a little? Relax for 10 seconds. How about you relax for 10 seconds? Chill out. Do you have enough noses? Um, so he just said, he said, just get some intelligence. Find out what's going on. Stay off Spanish soil. Right. So Andrew started sending letters to uh, Spanish Commandant Gonzalez in Pensacola. Okay. He's just basically talking shit through letters. He's, yeah, it's tweeting. He wrote, yeah, it's tweeting. He wrote Gonzalez. Uh, that he better not be harboring Indians or the British. He wrote uh, that the Spanish had sheltered, quote, murderous, barbarous, rebellious banditti. Andrew then called up his militia, which was what the president said not to do. Right. No, it uh, seems like he's definitely not listening to <laughs> orders. Word then came that uh, British Rear Admiral Cockburn had burned the Hello, house. Hello, I'm the Rear Admiral. Name's Cockburn. Oh, yuck it up, assholes. Well, it's funny because... I understand. But you're... It's funny because... I've also taken male lovers. Your name is Cock. Like, All right. Like a Back burning cock. Like a gonorrhea-filled cock. Uh-huh. And I'm the admiral of the rear. Thank you. I didn't want to say it, but you're... Yes, uh, yes, you're the yes. Bottom. And I've taken male lovers. Yeah. Yeah. That I've gotten burning cock from. No, we're trying to insinuate that. There's we're no not. need to insinuate what happened. I'll be honest, I'm in an unfulfilling marriage, and recently I've taken to having sex with some of the men. So it's less... Now, laugh it up if you must that I've gotten gonorrhea from a few of those boys, but that's right. The rear admiral, who likes to be the admiral of the rear, whose last name is Cockburn, has a burning cock. Now, on to goddamn business. Just from the... The joke's been made, boys! Just from the troops' perspective, all the fellas out here, we, yes. were, we were just hoping to have a little fun with that. And now it's more like a medical lecture. Have fun if you want, but gentlemen, I'm telling you, I am head-to-toe gonorrhea. I'm gonorrhea in a trench coat. All right, so we're just going to take off, and uh, everybody, we're going to go find another rear admiral. Uh, look, get yourself in a loveless marriage. See what happens to you. Okay. You're a bad person. You stick around. Andrew wanted to do something after the White House was burned down, because that's not cool. Right. <laughs> so he took his troops, 
Uh, he had regular army, Tennessee, Mississippi militia, large band of uh, Choctaw Indians, and uh, headed for Pensacola. Okay. Uh, this was a direct violation of Madison's orders. I think it who was had a said, complete violation. Who had said, uh, don't go to Pensacola with right. the uh, troops. On we go. Uh, he sent a message to Commandant Gonzalez demanding he turn over the fort. Okay. And Gonzalez was like, no. Okay. I'm not going to, no. Right. And then Andrew's troops stormed, the, uh, stormed Pensacola and Gonzalez surrendered. But that was just the town. Uh, the Spanish officer at the fort rejected the surrender. He's like, I'm not, I'm not down. He didn't sign up. Yeah, he's like, Gonzalez is a fucking idiot. Right. Um, and so Andrew started attacking the fort. Then the British blew it up so it couldn't be taken over. They're like, fuck this. Nice, <laughs> British. Yeah. Yeah. We can't have it. Nobody can have it. Nobody will play. So Andrew then went to, Andrew then went to New Orleans. Um, British gunboats were on a nearby lake. And he declared martial law in New Orleans, okay. although he had no authority to do that. And I don't think they ever overturned it. Mm, no. <laughs> so uh, on uh, December 24th, a treaty was signed in Belgium ending the war. Okay. But there's no phones or anything. So, so it takes a minute. No texting. So it would have to be ratified by the U.S. government before it was officially over, which would happen on February 16th. 1815, but no one in the area knew right now that okay. was what was happening. Right. So they kept fighting. The British attacked, and Andrew won big time, like big time, just fucking slaughtered the British. Uh, several high-ranking British officers were killed. Uh, the troops surrendered. Hundreds of British were dead, just laying in the fucking swamps. Like, they would find bones for, like, another 100 years and shit. Well, I know it's a mail. Yeah, girl. Uh, the victory at New Orleans was celebrated across the country. He was called the Green Backwoodsman and had bested the invincible British. So people loved it. They're like, right. it's fucking great. You slaughtered a bunch of the Brits. Right. Fucking awesome. We love that. Okay. We love that about you. Right. Like, it's awesome. You okay. come out of the woods, Settle you're that. like, oh, Settle hit him in the pudding or whatever. You what? know what I mean? I don't know who people are. Unbelievable that you stab me during pudding. <laughs> people? There are rules to war. So now people in New Orleans are like, let's get back to our lives. Like, it's all over. That shit happened. Let's fucking get back to living. Right. Let's make weird um, drinks and boots. But Andrew kept martial law in effect. Okay. Um, a member of the Louisiana legislature published an article complaining about Andrew's abuse of power, a keeping martial law in effect. So Andrew had, had him arrested to prove that he was <laughs> During martial law. To prove that he wasn't abusing power. He had the... That'll show him. Yep. Um, and then the le legislator appealed to uh, federal Judge Hall, who upheld the appeal and sent Andrew a writ of habeas corpus. He's like, fucking knock that shit off. Dude. Okay. Wrap it up. Right. Andrew then seized the judge for abetting uh, and ordered him marched four miles outside of the city and released. Okay. What, like a dog that you don't want? Yeah, yeah. He just could have him marched out and dropped now off go in on, the get. swamp or whatever. Well, you don't have to... That's kind of a life sentence. Go! Time. Well, don't just stand there with those puppy dog eyes. Leave. Get out of here. Get out, Judge. You like Florida? Start walking. You'll find a new home. You'll find someone who loves you. You'll find a courthouse. Why are you crying? Gavel because I've grown attached to you over that four-mile ride. What? <laughs> You're my favorite judge. Now get. <laughs> Thank you. Get. Have you seen Bad Lieutenant 2? Go! Bad Lieutenant 2 in New Orleans like, has nothing to do with... You want to talk anymore? Are we done? Now I don't. Blew it. Bad Lieutenant 2. Yeah, this is a flood. Nobody has a bench that deep. Get out of here. Dance. There's a dance number. What? Mm-hmm. 
Now, later, okay. heretic. But word came, uh, word came, now word comes finally, the treaty's been ratified. Right. Good news. Uh, Andrew then ends martial law. He's like, all right, I guess that's that. Um, Judge Hall, Judge Hall was allowed back into the city. Hey. Hey, sorry. Awkward. Um, but as soon as he got back into court, he ordered Andrew there to explain why he should not be held in contempt of court. Martial law's back on. <laughs> Andrew came but refused to answer questions, and then the judge fined him $1,000, which Andrew paid. Okay. When he stepped out of the courtroom, a enormous crowd cheered him. Right. Yeah. Nice. America. Nice. Andrew then returned home, but it was a long trip because everyone wanted to see him. Quote, he was feasted, caressed, and I may say idolized. They took upon him as a strange prodigy, and women, children, and old men lined the road to look at him as though... They would an elephant. So he's now a hero nationwide. Elephant, okay. As part of the Treaty uh, of Ghent, uh, Andrew was ordered to remove white settlers from Native American territories in southern Tennessee and northern Mississippi. Andrew refused. Yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't sound like his MO. No, it's not really his jam. So he just refused the what they call the law, right. the order of the law. Oh, again. Uh, he was so popular he could get away with it, though. Yeah. Uh, Madison didn't want to fire him and alienate voters. Jesus, that I mean, we we can trace huh? it all the way back what to there. About? What are you talking about? Yeah. At this time in Florida, the Seminoles were made up of an alliance of earlier tribes and people who uh, weren't like traditional Native Americans, including Creoles and runaway slaves. So it's just like a big sure mishmash of people. Kind of a ragtag, right? Um, during the War of eighteen twelve, they had built a makeshift fort. And there were now around 300, and they had, quote, a large quantity of British muskets, powder, and other supplies. Nice. So the Secretary of War told Andrew to warn the Spanish governor at Pensacola to clean out the fort or let the United States do it. Okay. So the Spanish governor's like, go, go for it. I don't, I, not two Godspeed. shits. Godspeed. Not two shits. I don't yeah. fucking care. Um, so Andrew had a gunboat sent. And the gunboat... That's a boat shaped like a, a gun, right? Yeah, it's a boat shaped like a gun. We don't have those anymore, but they used to be... Boat You're the boating shaped. expert. There used to be also goats shaped like guns. Goats? Mm-hmm. Oh. My dad was a farmer. But those... Maybe a whiskey farmer. They made those illegal because, um, you know... Do you want me to read? Fine, Governor Feinstein. Governor Feinstein? Takes away our guns. No, no, no. No, Dave... Wrong episode completely. <laughs> so no, three years three ago. Um, so uh, so they start shooting at each other, the fort and the gunboat, <clears throat> and they shot a. They started firing heated, so they would heat up cannonballs until they were glowing. Jesus, and then they would shoot them. So you, you made cannonballs up. worse. Like, that's yeah. gonna slice through some people. Yeah. Like that's a hot ball. Just guy in a, guys in the fort yelling hot ball. Oh, Everyone's yeah. jumping and running around. Yeah. Um, so and the rear admiral's like, I understand what that feels like. So what? Those are my genitals. Okay. Can you go back in your I've room? I've enjoyed male many lovers. <laughs> Can you go back in your room? Absolutely, I'll go back in my room. I'm sitting in an ice bath because, boy, it's like someone put hot coals on my penis. Woo! Maybe, the rear admiral. What about going to a doctor? Nah, I don't trust quacks. Okay. So one hot, one of these flaming, glowing hot balls landed in a uh, gunpowder stockpile. Oh, God. And the fort exploded, and uh, everybody died. <laughs> oh, my God. All the Seminoles inside died. Jesus. So that had an ending that was not expected. Right. 
Um, so there's peace for a little while, uh, and then the Seminoles uh, started raiding again. There are more out there. Right. They started raiding. They're, and they <clears throat> might be a little angry now. Now they're, you know, it's escaped slaves. It's Native Americans, right. smugglers, it's pirates. Yeah. It's just all kinds of people. So Andrew told President Monroe he wanted to go into Florida and take care of business. He's like, let's get some fucking shit. Yeah, let's get do some a little shit TCB. Um, so Monroe... Uh, said would later say he didn't authorize the attack, and a- Andrew Jackson would say he got a letter from a congressman that authorized the attack, but also told him to burn it. So you you go with whoever you think is. Uh, uh, I'll go with the non-Andrew Jackson. Camp. Yeah, that's probably right. Um, so Andrew headed to Florida, basically uh, to take care of uh, the Native American Seminole problem, and then he just started rolling through and killing Indians everywhere including a group of Creek. Uh, what started as a guise to arrest Seminoles was turning into a full-scale war and occupation in Florida. So he's wow. just fucking going ape shit down there. He recaptured Pensacola that the Spanish had, yeah, yeah. had um, and put American troops in the fort. The Spanish are now furious. Sure. Um, some Americans worried that Andrew had the makings of a dictator. He was violating international law. Oh my God, yeah. I mean. He executed two British citizens, and the English press went apeshit, yeah. calling him, quote, a Yankee pirate with blood on his hands. Well, this <clears> is before <throat> the Daily Mirror had puns. That's right. In, in D.C., they thought he was trying to start a war with Spain. So he bloody, could, bloody! So he could invade Mexico. Okay. Interesting um, tactic. I call it D.C., but it's probably just Washington. But I, I'd rather call it D.C. because it's shorter. Whatever you want um, to do. He had basically declared war without congressional approval. He was portrayed as, uh, as uh, oh, what is that? Asshole. Oh, obviously he was portrayed as aiding, um, aided by squatters. So they were, they were in the news, they were portraying him as aided by squatters. Squatters, like the lowest of the low, right? Right. Of white men, anyway, as they say. Hmm. Um Act who were base. dressed up as, quote, white savages. After his run through Florida was done, Monroe returned the forts to the Spanish to avoid war, and later a treaty was signed, and the U.S. got Florida and Spain got Texas. Okay. Now, back in D.C., people wanted an investigation. They're like, what the fuck happened with you in Florida, dude? Right. That shit was crazy. Doesn't matter. The Spanish got what they wanted. It's fine. No, you went bug, you went bug fuck. No, nah, you like, went fuck bug. Bug fuck. You went fuck bug. No, that, you literally defined bug fuck. Like, we didn't have that word before you went down to Florida. You went bug fuck, man. I had some fun. What can I say? That's not fun. That's, you killed a bunch of fucking people. In the name of justice. Hello. Good Lord. So Henry Clay demanded censure. Andrew Jackson told all the legal, legal authorities it was between him and President Monroe and nobody else. All right. He also threatened to cut off the ears of some senators because they He's dared back. to investigate and humiliate him on the national stage. Give me a knife. Hand me that knife. I want to look menacing. I really didn't like ears. Going to cut a, your ears out. Not, a, not an ear fan. Uh, or noses. Um, so he had a... I sip- cut a mouth out, but it's already a hole. Uh, you can cut a mouth out. Oh, God. He had a simple explanation of his actions against Native Americans. It was, quote, the right of retaliatory vengeance against inhumane, bloody barbarians. So Yeah, caused a, by... Right, also... Uh, yeah, you, yeah the aggressor. They were living there. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Like, if you came and moved into my bedroom, I'm, I might be mad. You're being a real dick, Dave. <laughs> yeah, and then I cut, We're trying to sleep in here. Cut your head off. No, my ears. After Florida, a huge financial downturn came and people moved west looking for a new start. Andrew Jackson had his government salary, so he built a new home on his hermitage property. 
that's what he called this joint. Sure. The old home became slave quarters. He now owned around four dozen slaves. Great. Good so guy. Just, he's just rolling and rolling people. Cool owning. dude. In 1821, the U.S. decided to shrink the size of the army, but no one wanted to tell Andrew to retire because he was a fucking lunatic. lunatic. yeah. So they made him governor of Florida. Okay, sure, sure. <laughs> Uh, a role that would be held by a lunatic until today. Uh, so Andrew and Rachel went to Pensacola and dealt with the turnover from the Spanish to the Americans until the end of the year. And then after that, he was done. He turned it over to the new governor. Uh, quote, I am truly wearied of public life. I want rest and my private concerns imperiously demand my attention. His health still not great. Uh, quote, for four months, I have been oppressed with a violent cough and costiveness constipation, which I think is just constipation, constipation. Costiveness, I believe, is just constipation. Must be really bad. Yeah, like double constipation, yeah. which we talked about earlier with the diarrhea. Um, from 1821 to 1824, he lived at home. Uh, his supporters tried, kept trying to convince him to run for president. They're like, dude, you've got to fucking do this. You are so awesome. You are so... The way you rolled through Florida, that shit is off the hook. It's a good voting base, too. He didn't want to be president, though. He wanted to stay at home and enjoy his life in Tennessee. Rachel really didn't want him to be president. So Andrew said he would not campaign for the presidency. But if people elected him... Oh, no. Well, then he would uh, be his duty to serve. Is that right? Yeah. A little loophole there, it feels like. So, he was then elected to serve in the Senate. Okay. Um, but, oh, right, because it was done by... Well, he said, if anybody elects me to something, I'll right. do it, because that's what you want. Right. So, he gets elected to the Senate. But this time, his journey to D.C. was slow, because he was getting mobbed by people at every stop. He's just a f- People are just fucking apeshit for right. him. He's this huge hero. He had to switch from horseback to a stagecoach coach to keep from being recognized what yeah had to get wow. out of his fucking horse like that's how he's like jim carrey in the fucking 90s yeah he's like sanjaya so go ahead uh he did not like being senator though okay. uh, he thought it was tedious it was mostly boring speeches and socializing he also did not fit in in washington dc at all because he was a huge asshole one congressman described him as quote uncouth looking uncouth looking Thomas Jefferson thought Andrew had savage instincts and once observed him so overcome with anger that he was left speechless. Okay. Now, at the time, speechlessness was considered the trait of a primitive man. Okay. His fiery temple permanently marked him with the uh, elites of D.C. So he's like, he's like, they see him as an uncontrollable, uncouth. Force. Dude. Not a force. But they're looking they're, down on him. Okay. So they're not worried about him. They're just like, get out of here. Yeah, they think he's a fucking idiot. Okay. Uh, Andrew was blunt with his opinions and also qu- took quick resentment to anyone who disagreed with his opinions. A few months later, um, he went back to Nashville, and his supporters still wanted him to be president. In 1824, Andrew Jackson got 154,000 votes. John Quincy Adams got 109,000 votes. Representative Henry Clay and Secretary of the Treasury William H. Crawford got 47,000 each. So he just... Now, that didn't mean he was president. Okay. Uh, so the electors met in D.C. in December. Uh, for two weeks, no one knew who the president would be. Andrew went to D.C., Rachel came with him this time. Now he wants to be president. Now okay. he's like, I want this shit. When the electoral vote came in, it was Andrew Jackson, 99, Adams, 84, 
Crawford 47, Clay 37. But the Constitution said if no candidate had a majority of votes, the House would choose the president from the top three right. finishers. So Clay's fourth. So he's out. Right? So now it's between Crawford, Adams, and Jackson. Now remember, all these guys don't fucking like him. Right. Clay is a Harvard-educated dude. He doesn't like the fucking Western country bumpkin. He's a member of the House of Representatives. He didn't like any of the choices. Quote, I consider whatever choice we make will be only a choice of evils. So he made a deal with John Quincy Adams. Adams would make him Secretary of State if he swung the vote to Adams. And that's how John Quincy Adams became the sixth president of the United States. Okay. Andrew Jackson is fucking furious. Okay. (laughs) Because he won the vote. Yeah. But he didn't get elected. Imagine winning the popular vote and not being the president. Oh, my God. I can't. He resigned this... He resigned from the Senate again and returned to Nashville. President John Quincy Adams was not uh, Andrew Jackson. He was a loner who abstained from pleasure and vices. He rose well before dawn every morning to read the Bible in Greek, German, French, and English. Oh, God. Wait. Good Lord. I mean, you're really hedging your bets on God there. <laughs> Got to get him all All right. Just in case he's German. <laughs> he walked for exercise and calculated the distance walked. He'd measure his stride at 2 feet 6 and 88 hundredths of an inch. So, I mean, on the spectrum. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Insane. Uh, Before Adams was even inaugurated, the Nashville Gazette declared Andrew a candidate for president in 1828. Okay. So they're looking forward to the next four years. Right. They didn't ask him. They just did it. Um, And that's what happened. And it turned into an ugly campaign. Clay called Andrew a dangerous military chieftain, which is another way of saying back then a savage. Sure. Right. Andrew's friends brought, uh, bought newspapers to make sure the propaganda went their way. Okay. Andrew's opponents charged him with Negro speculation, which is also known as slave trading, which for some reason owning slaves was okay, but trading them was not. <laughs> oh, God. We are such a fucking stupid country. I'm just so dumb. Like just so fucking stupid. No, no, no. Rules are rules. You can own them. You just can't trade them. Foolish My God. Man. Good what Lord. Tradition. Fucking asshole are you? Tradition. Um, they brought up all his duels and portrayed him as a down and dirty street fighter who'd sta- stab a man in the back with a sword hidden in his cane. It's true. Oh, well. Uh, his friendship with Aaron Burr was used to suggest he was a traitor. And then they went after Rachel. I kind of remember this a little bit from the cheese one. There's yeah. Some... They accused Andrew of stealing another man's wife. Right. Rachel was lab- labeled an adulteress. Papers called her, quote, a dirty black wench, an American Jezebel, and weak and vulgar. American one... Jezebel's an FX show. Right? Yeah, that's a really good yeah. FX show. Um, one editor said she could no more pass in polite company than a gentleman's black mistress. Uh, just great what? time. <laughs> No, no, it's 1800s. Um, Another described Rachel as fat with tanned skin who looked like an old washerwoman. Oh, my God. So being white-skinned meant you didn't work. But if you were tanned, that meant you were a laborer. So that was an insult to say you didn't have fair skin. Yeah. Cool. It's cool. It's cool. Super cool. Yeah. Um. They made fun of her backcountry divorce and the fact that she smoked a cigar and cord cob pipe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm attracted. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so this is the 1830s version of city liberals making fun of the flyover states. Right, yeah. And it was the first Westerner that had a chance to win the presidency. Westerners were considered squatters and intruders uh, back east. Many had no land and were uneducated. They were looked down upon. They were considered crude, boastful, distrustful of civilization and city people. They had a love of liberty and were made fun of for their degenerative breeding. The first time Andrew had run for president, it invoked, quote, The first time he didn't. He was like, maybe. (laughs) It invoked, quote, sneers and derision of the men in power in Washington. But now he was a threat. Americans saw him as a man from the woods. Now he's a force. Yeah. Who who had what it took to clean up the corruption of Washington. Oh, my God. What? (sighs) Andrew Jackson looked the stereotype of a Western man. Tall, lanky, carried... uh, harsh lived life on his face. He was known to, um, uh, he was known to get, uh, to do things without deliberation and ju- and justify his behavior. He totally lacked any statesmanlike qualities. He was happy to not have them, but to those raised in the woods and harsh lands of America, he was old Hickory, a, ma- a self-made man who came from rough, tough woods of Tennessee. They loved his rough edges. He wasn't fancy John Quincy Adams. His foray into Florida meant he was a man who didn't take shit. His treatment of Native Americans said he'd get done what needed to be done. Yeah, there's a correlation between murder and legislation. <laughs> he was, he, that's never gone away. No. Or it's still pure America. Oh, yeah, no. Still yeah. Yeah. tough guy. Yeah. It's like when Ted Cruz shoots like a shotgun with bacon on it. He's like, this guy. Yeah, bacon. goddamn right. Yeah, that's totally yeah, the same. Like, oh, okay. That matters. He was He's trying to make it so that I can't shoot an Uzi with bacon on it. No thanks, liberal. <laughs> he was. Andrew was the first presidential candidate to be boosted by a campaign biography, and the first not to have the ed- education and breeding of the elites. The biography uh, said real Americans were Jacksonians, not the snobs of Washington and the eastern cities. So running on anti-corruption, he pointed to the Clay Adams election mess that had happened four years earlier as an example. Which was corrupt. Yeah. And Andrew won. He was the first Westerner elected president. The Jacksonians were now calling themselves Democrats and gained majorities in the House and Senate. What? Does it sound familiar? But it had been – so it's a totally different – it is as if – a totally different alien force of people have come and taken over the government. And then out of fear, assimilation. And they have, But they've taken over all branches of the government. Right, yeah. yeah imagine. Yeah. But it had been a brutal election, particularly for Rachel. And on December 18th, she felt an excruciating pain in the left shoulder, arm, and breast. For three days, the doctors bled her, and on the fourth day, she died. They had to pry her body away from Andrew. He blamed his opponents for her death. Jesus. After a period of mourning, he came uh, to Washington. The presidency at that time paid 50000 but he had to pay for all the parties and receptions. Which we've heard about. And the job also required expensive tailored clothes. His expenses were more than the presidential salary. So okay. being a president at that time, you had to fucking dish out more money than the right. 50 k So he's Brewster's millions in the White House. <laughs> yeah, he's total. Yeah. Um, so he's a populist president, obviously. The previous six presidents had been rich dudes picked by other rich dudes. While Andrew was rich, owning over 100 slaves, and had shitloads of property, but he was a people's president. (sighs) People came to celebrate his inauguration. A journalist, quote, it was like the inundation of the northern barbarians into Rome. (laughs) 
<laughs> save that the tumultuous tide came in from a different point of the compass. Oh, my God. The west and south seemed to have precipitated themselves upon the north and overwhelmed it. On that memorable occasion, you might tell a Jackson man almost as far as you could see him. Their every motion seemed to outcry victory. 50,000 people watched the inauguration speech. The audience rushed the barrier to shake his hand and eventually had to force a path between the people to get down. I have to go to the toilet. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Always. Someone invent a toilet that you can just put on you. That's what I'm looking for. My vice president will be whoever can make a toilet that stays on my ass when I'm walking. People streamlined into the Washington into the White House for hours. Andrew quickly nominated his cabinet. For Secretary of War, he chose John Eaton, his friend and protege. John Eaton had just married Peggy O'Neill Timberlake. Peggy's husband had just died, and she didn't wait the usual year of mourning. So the town turned against her, shunning her and calling her a hussy. Even his cabinet did it. The whole affair blew up Andrew Jackson's cabinet. So everyone's just calling her a whore and not letting her right. be a part of the deal. Andrew proposed abolishing the Electoral College. Oh, please, Andrew, <laughs> one more try. He was also not down with the Bank of the United States, a privately owned bank held by rich men to control the financial uh, businesses of the government. Don't start selling them to me. Which is Alexander Hamilton's idea. You might see that in his play, but probably not. There were also a big, uh, big terror fight. After a while, Andrew asked his entire cabinet to resign. Even the VP went. He finished his first term without a vice president. Whoa, okay. Yeah. Uh. Before, Andrew, uh, presidents thought the best way to deal with Native Americans was to civilize them. Uh, this led to the five so-called civilized tribes, Cherokee, Creek, Chickasaw, Choctaw, and Seminole. Previous presidents signed tons of treaties with tribes. Thomas Jefferson had urged shopkeepers to keep the, the Indians in debt, so they had to agree to land concessions. It's cool, right? It's cool. It's cool. Keep them in debt, and then they... The Cherokee assimilated into American uh, life the most. They established a written language, produced books, farmed, created court and school systems, converted to Christianity, adopted a constitution, and elected a principal chief, John Ross. Some wealthy Cherokee even owned slaves and lived on plantations. They ended their tradition of men being hunters and women being in charge of agriculture. Now men handled the agriculture, and women stayed home and baked bread and wove cloth. They literally did every single thing asked of them. But Andrew Jackson didn't think there was any future for Native Americans living in the East. He figured tribes should live uh, on federal territory out West, not in states. But he said the move would have to be voluntary. No, we have ways of making it voluntary. Uh, coincidentally, in 1828, uh, gold was discovered on Cherokee land. Oh, dear. That's, that's the worst. <laughs> Game if over. If you're a Cherokee and you find gold, you fucking bury that shit. Yeah. Um, white people really wanted it, it turns out. So Georgia started... Funny how we like some colors. <laughs> Georgia started passing a bunch of state laws restricting uh, Cherokees' rights. Like, <laughs> Cherokees couldn't testify against whites in court. Oh, that's a pretty big one. They couldn't sell land. Big. They couldn't mine for gold. Okay. Uh, on their land. And couldn't publicly dissent. <laughs> well, I... It's pretty, Covered all the... Th yeah, you're kind of pickling them. <laughs> The Cherokee then claimed exemption from state laws, and the state said no. Yeah. And then the tribes appealed to the president, who was like, no. <laughs> no, no, you know who I am, right? Oh, no, I hate you. No, 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 I'm the guy <laughs> behind all this. What are you talking no. about? 
then on May 20th, 1830, Andrew Jackson signed the Indian Removal Act Authorization, uh, which authorized the president to grant unsettled lands west of the Mississippi in exchange for existing Indian land. So a land swap, except sure. you don't have good land. Sure. Fair. <laughs> Not everyone agreed. Henry Clay and John Quincy Adams thought the act was a stain on American history. They said Andrew was an ignoramus who had no restraint or respect for the rule of law. Well, let's follow him to the gates of hell. On December 6th, 1830, the president's second annual message to Congress began, quote, It gives me pleasure to announce to Congress that the benevolent policy of the government steadily pursued for nearly 30 years in relation to the removal of Indians beyond the white settlements is approaching to a happy consummation. Consummation? Yeah. That's what it says. Weird. The Cherokees, uh, the Cherokee took it to the Supreme Court, and they lost. Yeah, I mean, what, yeah. Okay. But then a year later, the court ruled on another lawsuit, which ruled for the Cherokee. Okay. So they can stay on their land, according to the okay. Supreme Court. Problem was, someone would have to enforce the ruling of the court. Well, 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 well. And if well, there's well. not a president or a body that will enforce the ruling of the court, then what does the court's ruling mean? Nothing. Nothing. Anderson said, quote, the decision of the Supreme Court has fell Stillborn. Oh, Jesus. And they find that they cannot coerce Georgia to yield its mandate. So basically, fuck you, law. Right. President Andrew Jackson was saying since the court had no way of enforcing its mandates, the president was free to do as he pleased. Cool. At the start of his second term, Andrew traveled to England, uh, to New England, to see if he could win over people there who pretty much hated his guts. Andrew was super into slavery. He owned tons of slaves and worked with his postmaster general to censor anti-slavery mailings from abolitionists. He called religiously motivated abolitionists monsters, and he criticized the anti-slavery movement as, quote, the wicked design of demagogues. Wow. Sells it. He sells it. (laughs) So we have another salesman. Mm -hmm. Harvard decided to give him an honorary doctorate. Sure. Well, yeah. Okay. So they get Harvard decided to give him an honorary doctorate because why wouldn't you? A lot of Harvard alums looked down on Andrew, considering him rough, uncouth, and uneducated. They were very upset. The angriest was alum John Quincy Adams. His cousin was the pre- his cousin was the president of Harvard. He said, quote, as myself, an affectionate child of our alma mater, I would not be present to witness her disgrace in conferring her highest literacy, literacy, I love that I fucked that up, her highest literary honors upon a barbarian who could not write a sentence of grammar and hardly could spell his own name. They used to actually read stuff he wrote and make fun of it. It was just really yeah. caveman-y. Yeah. Harvard just said they did it for all presidents, and they couldn't not do it because of partisanship. Sure, you got to serve them the meal. In Alexandria, Virginia, a man attacked Andrew Jackson, hitting him in the face and drawing blood. A local guy offered to kill the attacker if Andrew would pardon him. Yeah, you don't know what's going to happen to you. I mean, I'm really praying. Andrew turned him down. Okay. Saying no one should take revenge for him. He should do it himself. Sure, sure. <laughs> Different than, well, silver lining, maybe. Hmm. Mm. Now, uh, there was another financial panic. Banks collapsed in New York and Philadelphia, and Andrew's small government love and bad monetary politics had done their thing. The recession would last seven years. In January 1835, in D.C., an out-of-work painter raised a pistol 10 feet away from Andrew and pulled the trigger. The gun did not shoot. He then whipped out a second pistol and fired, but the same thing happened. The gun did not shoot. No bullet came out. 
Andrew charged at him to beat him with his cane, but the crowd tackled him first. When police tested the guns, they both worked perfectly. The assassin frequented congressional debates and was influenced by rhetoric he heard in the papers. He believed the president was a tyrant and the root of all evil and had to be eliminated. Oh, and he thought he was heir to the English throne. Mm, Almost had us. He was ruled insane and not prosecuted. The Indian Removal Act was still being fought by the tribes. Yenaluska, the Native American who had saved Andrew during the Red Stick War, remember the guy? Yeah. Who, yeah. He went to meet with Andrew Jackson, but after a couple of minutes, Jackson said, quote, Sir, your audience has ended. There's nothing I can do for you. Try the meatloaf. And that guy said, regret. Yeah. Chief John Ross and the majority uh, of uh, opposed Cherokees were around 20,000 in number, but there was a smaller group of Cherokees, around 300 in number, who decided removal was the way to go. They got the name the Treaty Party. Hmm. The two groups did not like each other, and they both called the leaders of the other group a half-breed. Andrew wanted the Cherokee to sign a new treaty that would require removal, but he did not go to Principal Chief John Ross. He instead approached the Treaty Party, right. who represented a far, 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 far smaller group of Cherokee. Sure. And they signed. On May 23rd, 1836, the Senate ratified it by a single vote. Oh, that's weird. The Senate went along with it? <laughs> oh, that's weird. Uh, All the Cherokee now had a two-year deadline to leave their ancestral homelands. After two years, anyone left would be removed by military force. John Ross explained to the U.S. government that the treaty party was not authorized to sign anything for the tribe. Not two shits were given. Yeah. A new election rolled around, and Martin Van Buren was elected. He was a huge Andrew Jackson suck-up. Andrew's time as president ended just before his 70th birthday. He went back to Nashville. Crowds cheered him along the way on the route. Things were not great at the Hermitage. Uh, Andrew Jr. was a bad businessman, and there were thousands in debt. Andrew had to sell land. That's a lot of parallels. But for once in his life, his health was actually decent. He credited it to his new patent medicine, which included alcohol, opium, and cocaine. Sure. Well, I mean, shit. He recommended it to everyone. <laughs> Shit's fucking great right now. Yeah, sleep's gone. Sleep's, sleep's out. Sleep's, sleep's out. Gone. Sleep and food are gone. You want to talk about corn? I would like to talk about corn. Corn's great. I like corn. Or maize. Maize. Like maize. maize. I'm going to take a nap. I'm going to get up and run. Maize. You ever make a maze out of maize? Imagine yeah. that if you made a maze out of maize. <laughs> take a hit of this. Snort this. <laughs> so Van Buren vowed to continue all of Andrew Jackson's policies, which included the Indian Removal Act. The Choctaw and Chickasaws were removed first, while contractors were hired by the government to provide food. So, because they were private contractors, they cut costs and gave the bare minimum to the tribes. Right. The tribes were served rancid meat. That's a good kind. Next, the Creek and Seminole were rounded up and moved. Chief John Ross told the Cherokee to plant crops. He said if they made any preparations to move, it would be considered acceptance of the bullshit treaty. So nobody made any preparations. Meanwhile, Georgia was holding land lotteries and giving their land to white oh, people. shit. Shit, it's just terrible. In mid-June uh, 1838, 2,000 federal troops stormed Cherokee homes and dragged the people out uh, with only the clothes on their backs. Some were just pulled out of, their, uh, out of the crops. They were forced into stockades at gunpoint, and the melee families were separated from each other. Looters then plundered their houses, taking whatever they wanted. They even dug up Cherokee graves and took silver jewelry. Ah. The dead were buried with. 
You okay? Yeah, feeling really positive about us. They started to get sick in the stockades, first dysentery and fever, then measles and whooping cough. There were about three or four deaths a day. Over 30 stockades were built to house the Cherokee in Northern Carolina, Georgia, Alabama, and Tennessee before moving them west. It'd be weird to put people in pens. Yeah, imagine. Quote, at Ross's Landing, the place to which... at which, sorry, at Ross's Landing, the place to which most of the Georgia Indians were brought, the scenes of distress defy all description. In many instances, they were dragged from their homes without change of clothing and marched 120 or 30 miles through heat and dust and rain and mud. In many cases, barefooted, lodged on the hard ground, destitute of shelter and do, from dews and rain. They had, of course, become very dirty, and on that account, they have been reproached as degraded wretches. On arriving at the depot, they were required to give up their horses and ponies, which they had brought along, refusing to do so. Men, women, and children and horse were driven promiscuously into one large pen made for the purpose. The horses were then taken by force and auctioned off to the highest bidder and sold for almost nothing. Hmm. Good thing we're over that kind of thing. They would be marched to the Indian Territory, now called Oklahoma. Summer was a terrible time to travel, so Chief John Ross appealed to the government to suspend the removals until September. Nope. Well, if the government agreed, he promised the Cherokee would self-remove, and the government agreed. So Chief Ross was looking at moving 13,000 people 800 miles. Chief Ross organized 13 detachments of about 1,000 people. Each would have a physician, an interpreter, a wagon master, and a commissary commissary agent. So one doctor for 1,000 people. On August 28, 1838, the first detachment left Georgia. 710 people. Most, uh, most of them walked. Almost all walked. Along the way, there were nine births, 54 deaths, and 24 runaways. They walked through the heat, the rain, and through snow. Their clothing was soaked when it rained. This would be called the Trail of Tears. Estimates of the dead are between mm. two and 5,000 Cherokee. Holy shit. Either way, an insanely high number for 13,000 people. Many died in the stockades before they ever left Georgia. Others died when they arrived in Indian Territory. In the spring of uh, 1839, the last detachment arrived in Oklahoma. On the trip, Ross buried his wife in a shallow grave along the trail. She had given up her only blanket to a young girl and then fell ill. Ross arrived to an area dominated by Native Americans who had been moving west as early as 1807. The government was established by the Treaty Party and others who had already arrived. Chief Ross came with a reunification plan for a new government. The old settlers and the treaty party rejected the plan. Ross's group believed the treaty party were prevented, uh, were preventing reunification efforts. So on June 22nd, 1839, one of their leaders was dragged from his bed and stabbed to death in his yard. Another was ambushed and shot. Another attacked with knives and tomahawks, his skull broken and his body mutilated. Cherokee law stated that any man who ceded land without Indian government consent was subject to the death penalty. 25 million acres had been stolen from Native Americans. That's, wow. that's a lot, if you think about it. If you're Seems like most. Not uh, horrible or whatever. Um, so in 1845, good day, Andrew Jackson died. His funeral was held at the Hermitage to... I'm probably saying that wrong. People are going to laugh at me, but, you know, you're all jerks. Um, 2,500 to 3,000 people attended uh, his funeral... He was buried next to Rachel on the grounds. His death was a big deal. He finally deal. mailed her all his bones. His death was a big deal around the country. Let's see if I can get this to go right. Um, <coughs> okay, so... Uh, It'll go right. They had a... They had a... Uh, obviously a big thing in Washington for him, a procession. 
The pork crowded along the street. It was uh, neither crackers or squatters lining up to see the last hurrah of Old Hickory. Instead, it was, quote, poor white trash who pushed the poor colored folk out of the way to get a glimpse of the fallen president. And that was printed in a paper. And that uh, white trash had appeared in print as early as 1821. Oh. But white trash uh, then became popular. Uh, in a good way? After the parade. Nope, not in a good way. No. White trash was like a term for white trash. For Andrew Jackson's followers. Right. For white trash. Interesting. Yeah. Um, when Donald Trump took office, he added a portrait of Andrew Jackson, his favorite president, to the Oval Office. A couple of months later, he visited the Hermitage in Tennessee. On November 17, 2007, Trump had a ceremony honoring Navajo code talkers. He did it in the Oval Office, right That's in front he... of the painting of Andrew Jackson. Quote, right. I just want to thank you because you are very, very special people. You were here long before any of us were here. Although we have a representative uh, of Congress. This is the worst. Who has been here a long time, longer than you. They call her Pocahontas. Then he turned to one of the honorees and said, quote, but you know what? I like you. You are special people. Anyway, that's how we got here. Oh, my God. <laughs> you stop being funny at the end. Yeah. yeah I wonder why. <laughs> Oh my god, it's so hard, man. I was there was something I saw uh in the past couple of days where it was like deep depression is like at the highest level it's been. Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, I, I just it is hard. It is it is hard to uh to hear. Right, so because we... <clears throat> yeah, because intimidation and popularity, for whatever reason, in this country will prevail. Mm -hmm. And and we've been here. We've done this before, and we've been doing it repeatedly. Like this is, like people like Trump came from out of nowhere. No, he didn't. It no. happened before. Yeah. And all the reasons why it happened are still there. Boy, that clip where he says they call her Pocahontas, but you, I like you. So you're good. It's the same guy, you know. Making fun of his speech, looking yeah. down on him. Yeah. It's all there. It's yeah. all the same stuff. Yeah. He's he's a guy who who the uses terror. He uses terror. The difference puts people in pens. It's all the same. The difference is that Andrew Jackson would leave office. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I hope everybody feels good and is happy right. and feels positive right. and you know. Things are fine, and we're going to be good. Mm -hmm. And I think we should just say, you know, everything is fine, and everything is good. And anybody who worries that things aren't good and fine, mm -hmm. you know, just remember, it's fine. What? And everything's okay, good, fine, and fun, and fun. And I think we're losing <laughs> a little bit of the fun, because it's also fun, and fine, and good, and fun, and, and, and fine, and everything's good. And don't worry, things are fine, things are good. And we'll sign cars, and we're on tour, and things are good, and things are fine, and don't worry about a thing, and uh, and um, yeah, I, things are just good. So we'll see you. Thanks for listening. This is the Dollop. That's for Dave Anthony. Things are good. I'm Gareth Reynolds. Some people call me Gary. It's actually Gareth. Things are fine, and don't worry. Everything is gonna work out, and we're gonna be fine, and it's good. And thank you. Jesus. 
Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it. After it. Let's see you there.